You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. Yo, welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 117. I am one of your hosts, your favorite Portland sad boy, Christian Macias, and I'm joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM, the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. And Gage, uh-huh. I have no mon- moniker for you yet. I'm sorry. So, um, uh, the global Engage. number, the global number one Spartan. <laughs> the glow. Oh man, no. Dan, are you gonna take that? I, I axe that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> folks. Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN, as well as on Twitch.tv slash podcast PXN. The topic of the show this week is our TGA's recap, as well as our overall thoughts. I'm sorry, that's from last week, or from three weeks ago. Ignore that. Just the TGA's recap this week. Of course, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week, so let's go ahead and jump right in, everybody. Okay. I started doing this thing. I'm going to keep doing it today, this week, with our Quick bite segment, some smaller news stories here that we can kind of engage with if we feel so inclined. Otherwise, we can move on to the next Quick bite. The first, Ubisoft has now delisted the announcement video for its Quartz NFT platform after receiving 95% dislikes on YouTube. A shame, really. <laughs> oh no, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody oh could have God. seen this coming. This is yeah. going to directly um, lead into another story later, but more, more on that in the actual <clears throat> new segments of the show. Our second quick bite, Valkyriant the developers of Guns Up, joins the PlayStation Studios family. Uh, they've recently, most famously, did uh, a lot of uh, support work for uh, God of War, the newest God of War, Ragnarok. Uh, and now they get to join the PlayStation Studios family, so congrats to them. Yay. Very good. More PlayStation news. PS5 console covers, as well as DualSense color variants, have been revealed, and they are available for purchase starting next month. Uh, there's the the light blue. They don't have the actual names uh, uh, available, but um, or sorry, with me. But there's a cool purple one. There's a pink one that is hot, and a new light blue, as well as the uh, the the black and the um, the dark red color, crimson red, I think. Yeah. I, I will say I replaced mine with the D brand black ones, and it looks so much better. I, I'm not a fan of the two tone color, the white and black. So the all black, so good. I'm Can just. You- yeah. No, I just wanted to say I'm so happy that this is a thing because I know uh, um, specialty consoles like the special PS4s that we got with Spider-Man and Batman and stuff like that. I feel like this might be a more uh, cost uh, friendlier cost way to, you know, make your console look a bit prettier. So maybe they'll make a Spider-Man faceplate or a, a Last of Us faceplate that'll be a bit cheaper than buying a console. So I think this is hopefully open some doors to some neat designs instead of just plain colors, which do look really cool, though. But I would just love some really neat designs to go along with it, too, in the future, hopefully. Yeah, going to be actually... Now that you mention it, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not PlayStation does, like, actual, like, specialty consoles like they did with PS4 and PS4 Pro. Like, mm-hmm. now they're just going to do faceplates now? Like, a lot cheaper? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. 
that's a really consumer friendly thing compared to like Microsoft that they've been on consumer friendly train, but not in that regard. Cause I paid 500. <laughs> Actually I paid more cause target screwed me on my console, but yeah. Target. Did you end up getting it by the way? No, no. I had to buy a scalped one. <sighs> yeah. That's rough. I'm sorry. Target screwed me. Speaking of screwed, I, that, that's a segue. I actually don't have an actual segue for that. Uh, the official poster for the Uncharted movie has been revealed. You can check that out. Um, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg still looking like themselves, but I don't know. I forget. Are we excited for this movie? Just give me a quick thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> so, uh, so we're we're mostly in either like in the middle or negative. So yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, those are your quick bites for the week, everyone. Hope you enjoyed. Delicious. Delicious. Thank you, bro. (laughs) Okay. Now it's time for the actual big news of the weekend. Boy, oh boy, do I have some huge stories for you. Starting with Rockstar, a new GTA online story. The contract is out today, December 15th, um, and features the return of Franklin, of Chop, poor dog is looking way older, and Lamar, of course, and brings in characters... From the real world, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Anderson Pack, features new, featuring new music, uh, and much, much more. Uh, all right. Did you guys catch the trailer for this, by the way, at all? Yes. Did. If there's one thing that's going to bring me back into GT Online, it might be this, because this looks pretty rad. I, I mean, I just would love to see them just in the studio, in the GTA world, just like making music. That, that stuff is incredible. But I don't know if it will. How about you guys? Yeah, uh, I think it's kind of cool because it's kind of like, you know, Fortnite has its events or whatever where, you know, they had concerts and stuff. But this is literally like brand new music, right? From Dr. Dre. Is that is that right? Like creating it in GTA. That's insane. (laughs) Like that's kind of monumental for video games to have that kind of stuff. So I think that's yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I, I think it's a really cool event. Uh, we've talked about me not being a huge GTA guy uh, every time the story comes up, so this is not going to be something that gets me to go... I won't even say go back to it or try try GTA Online. I tried for like maybe 15 minutes for one time. Um, but I, I do think this is a really cool uh, addition to the game. Uh, the Dr. Dre new music stuff seems neat. Um but yeah, I, again, still waiting on GTA, GTA 6. We've been playing GTA 5 for for seven years, maybe longer than that. I don't know. But obviously, it's it's going well for them. So why stop now? But uh, yeah, it's going eight years. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, it's neat, but definitely the ship has sailed for me. I'm I'm with Ro where I've... I did put a lot more time into online than than you did, um, but it's still like I, I wanted this. I wanted single player DLC when when it was still uh, you know twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. A lot of people wanted single player DLC, and apparently they actually started working on it because there are some assets that was data mined and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of neat. Like it's cool that they're bringing back story characters. Franklin, I think most people agree is like the best character of the three and the most interesting. So that, I mean, I wish, I, I, I want to want to play this, but I'm not going to. Yeah, okay. Gage, you pretty you summed up my actual feelings. I want to want to play this episode. I won't, yeah. I won't download it again. I've got other stuff no. to worry about, but it looks, it looks really cool. 
Guys, I have uh, an update for you on, of course, the ongoing uh, Activision Blizzard stuff. This comes from the Washington Post. ABK employees are taking one step closer to unionizing and starting a strike fund with a goal of $1 million. Uh, I haven't checked how much um, they raised so far, but at the time of the article being written, it was over 200 k I'm sure it's much, much higher now since the article's almost a week old, about-ish, five, five-ish days. Um, I'm going to start reading here. There's a lot of snippets from the paragraph that I, that I want to read to you guys. Um, otherwise, please check out the article because it's fantastic. I separate it into three major segments. The first is uh, ABK threatens the workers. Uh, Activision Blizzard told employees that Friday, sorry, employees Friday, that ongoing work toward improving company culture would be best achieved without a union, according to an email shared by, uh, sorry, with the Washington Post. Uh, Chief Administrative Officer Brian Bulatow sent the company-wide email in response to Activision Blizzard employees, along with the Media Labor Union Communications Workers of America, or the CWA, asking workers to sign a union authorization card, which could eventually lead to a company-wide vote on forming a union. Quote, we ask only that you take time to consider the consequences of your signature on the binding legal document presented to you by the CWA. Bulatow wrote, Achieving our workplace culture aspirations will best occur through active, transparent dialogue between leaders and employees that we can act upon quickly. That is the better path than simply signing an electronic form offered to you, offered to you by the CWA or awaiting the outcome of a legally mandated and regulated bargaining process sometime in the future. So that, that's kind of the, the encapsulation of uh, the email and what uh, the uh, the company is saying to employees. Kind of almost sort of union busting without actually coming out and saying it right there's some there's some public response and then there's a worker's response so i'll I'll read some snippets here for you guys so hang, hang hang in there quote activision blizzard's email represents a hardline anti-union message to pressure employees against supporting unionization said risa l lieberwitz labor and employment law professor at cornell university The email plays close to the line of illegality in the implication that Activision Blizzard pledged progress and workplace conditions are linked to the company being non-union. On Thursday, Activision Blizzard employees created a strike fund for workers who have been participating in work stoppage since Monday. So far, over $200,000 has been raised. The strike fund is being listed on a GoFundMe page with a goal of $1 million dollars which could be used to support employees during the current work stoppage as well as future strikes. Company management told workers that they would be paid their wages for Monday through Wednesday of the walkout, but not beyond, according to email shared with the Washington Post. Workers continuing to strike Thursday and onward either won't receive pay for those days or will have to use their own accrued pay time off. The video game industry in the U.S. is not unionized, so a move to get workers to sign union cards is notable. It brings Activision Blizzard workers one step closer to organizing, although those who sign the authorization cards are not obligated to join a union and can withdraw their cards if they change their mind later. Almost done. Just uh, two big paragraphs I, I wrote down from, from the Washington Post article to give you more context here as far as uh, the workers and how they're feeling. One current Activision worker who spoke on the condition of anonymity for fear of retaliation said she signed the union card because, quote, it's the only option. Do we want to work for a company that has a history of not only sexual abuse and protecting abusers, 
but also sporadic layoffs that may hit us at any time, especially as a contract QA worker. Or do I risk losing my job to try and make a change, she said. Workers deserve better and Bobby Kondik is continuing to ignore us, Gonzalez said Wednesday evening. Gonzalez announced her resignation from the company in late November. Her last day is Friday. Final bit here. Activision Blizzard workers have walked out three times in the past five months since the gaming company was sued in late July over sexual harassment and gender-based discrimination allegations. The third walkout, which is ongoing this week and has no set end time, is the first to occur over multiple days. A lot going on. The biggest takeaway is that the workers are fed up. They've done so many walkouts. They're trying to raise money to continue their, their ongoing fight against ABK. Um, and here is Activision pretty much sending out emails, which is not the way you go about it, saying, hey, don't unionize. Uh, yeah. Any top-level thoughts from you guys? Yeah, I just I love the inconsistency from them because when the department, what is it, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing or Housing and Fair Employment, when this suit... Uh, uh, came out this lawsuit. Uh, I remember a response saying that the information and the um, evidence being brought forward was it's from a long time ago. It's irrelevant. It's it doesn't represent us now. And then all this stuff recently comes out that no, this stuff is still happening now. And then they come. Then they have the balls to say, oh, the best way to solve this is without a union. Well, no, because the past eight months has painted a very clear picture that this has been going on for a very long time is still going on. And you've had, you, you haven't been unionized this entire time. So that option hasn't worked time to move to a new one because you've had the chance, you've had years to show that you, I mean, that's the thing it's in a non-unionized place. Higher ups have so much power over the workplace and nothing's happened yet. So yeah, total total nonsense. Um, to be expected, though. I mean, obviously they're going to say this. Obviously they're going to try and, and get people to, to not do this because they'll have less power if they do unionize. But no, I mean, uh, yeah, kudos to them. They absolutely need to do this because look what it's gotten them. Look what the alternative has gotten them so far. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree with what Gage said as well. And uh, it's... It's sad because, uh, like you said, Christian, uh, one of the employees in the article said that uh, anonymously that uh, Bobby Kotick isn't really doing anything for them. Well, Bobby Kotick shouldn't even fucking be at the company. Why the hell is Bobby Kotick still employed? Like, that's what the that's the mind blowing thing here. Like, the accountability starts at the top and he is the absolute biggest cancer in that entire company. I'm sure of it because that company for years and years, even before all of the, the sexual harassment and, and, and misconduct and um, all of the issues that are surrounding Activision right now, even before all of that, the dude only cares about money. He only cares about the bottom line. And that's why the investors in the past had supported him because he got them the best bottom line possible. And guess what? That's not what fucking matters. The people are what matters. So let's support the people that are making these great games and get rid of the cancer at the top. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think the quote that you read that uh, workers deserve better is the is really all I, I want to say right now because I agree with both what uh Dan and Gage uh, previously said, I don't know if I could add too much to it, but I do want to say that today we did get some good news that the first North American video game union did happen at a 
Vodeo Games, which made oh. uh, Beast Breaker. So I, I'm just reading from Polygon today. Uh, today. Uh, workers at Beast Breaker developer Vodeo Games have unionized, creating the first certified video game studio union in North America. Vodeo management voluntarily recognized the union, which includes both full-time employees and contract workers. So I think that's awesome. Hopefully that spreads a little bit. And I think their quote, or they took a quote from the uh, video game that Vodea developed, and it reads, well, blow me over with a breeze. You may be tiny, but talk about making a big impact. So hopefully an indie studio can, you know, shape the environment for bigger studios like indie games usually do. They kind of are, you know, kind of inject some creativity into uh, the space. So hopefully they give us the bright idea to maybe we should unionize because it's so very obvious. So hopefully it spreads. But uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to add that hopefully we're moving in the right direction, at least on a smaller scale. Right. That's yeah. that's awesome, because even though even though they are small, they they are setting a precedence, right? Yeah. As far yeah. As, like, so that that's incredible. And as far as ABK goes, like obviously status quo is not enough. I really hope these workers continue to strike. I just shared the um the fundraiser on my Twitter. They're currently at three hundred and twenty four thousand, so uh creeping on up there on their goal, but still still need a lot more help. So we actually- can. Sorry, Christian. We we actually saw uh, people outside the Game Awards, the Microsoft Theater, that were holding ABK signs, which was crazy to see that. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on for the sake of time, I've got uh, here an article from The Verge. Google announces it wants to make Android games playable on Windows next year through Google Play Games app. Quote, starting in 2022, players will be able to experience their favorite Google Play games on more devices, seamlessly switching between a phone, tablet, Chromebook, and soon Windows PCs, says Greg Hartel, Google's product director of games on Android and Google Play, in a statement to The Verge. Uh, This Google-built product brings the best of Google Play games to more laptops and desktops, and we're thrilled to expand our platform for players to enjoy their favorite Android games even more. Uh, It's also important to note that... um, Google hasn't partnered with Microsoft, BlueStacks, or others to bring this app, and they're independently working to bring these um, uh, through uh, Windows 10 and, and up to, to PC. So take that with, um, how you will. You guys excited to play mobile, mobile games on your PC? <laughs> no. But it is kind of interesting because Microsoft did enter a partnership with Amazon uh, to bring the Amazon App Store to the Windows 11 store a while ago. And that was kind of their workaround to get Android apps on uh, PC. But now I guess Google's just going to do it themselves. Uh, I think that's partially because Microsoft uh, loosened their tight hold on their store now. So like even Steam now, you can download Steam from the Windows 11 store. Like, you know, other clients you can download from the new store. So definitely interesting. I used to use BlueStacks to play um, Among Us on my my Mac. I didn't have a PC at the time. Nice. Yeah, I I don't know in uh, in what situation I would... I would use this, <laughs> but I, I hope somebody out there does definitely get uh, get some use out of it, or else it'll be all for nothing. But I, I just looking at the Game of Kings on on the on the laptop screen, I was like, why would I prefer to do it rather than this way than on my phone? 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. This this is a cool story for sure. Just I love I love options. No matter if I don't see the use in it, I love it being there and an option. But I just don't see the use in it for me personally. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. I, I probably won't use this as well. <laughs> right, resounding. Yeah, this is cool. Not for me. From all of us here. At yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. And then in that case, moving on. Power on the story of Xbox, a six-episode behind-the-scenes documentary on the beginnings of Xbox, is available to watch right now over on YouTube. I, th- I think Dan started watching it. I know he watched the first episode because he was tweeting about it. So, could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I actually binged the entire series because <laughs> I am. They're actually pretty short. They're like half hour to forty minutes for each episode. There's six episodes, and I'm off all week from work. Uh, I took off for Halo, so I was like, "Oh man, I'll just binge it. Why not?" But anyways, yeah, uh, it's actually super interesting, and it's. I'm. I was actually very surprised at how honest they were about like their shortcomings and their their issues that they had with the different launches. Like for instance, the famed xbox one tv disaster they talked a lot about that uh in one of the later episodes and they even talked about some of the issues that they had with you know developers uh that they they didn't own enough developers for the xbox uh the end of the xbox one generation leading into the series x generation and acquiring new developers and all of that and how that process went so i thought that was cool but one of the coolest things that i took from it when i was like holy crap uh, apparently Rockstar had um, walked in a meeting with Microsoft uh, to to pitch an exclusive to them. And I guess they were pitching an exclusive for Austin Powers, which I didn't even know that was a game that they worked on back then. Um, but apparently uh, Microsoft didn't want to do that or whatever. But then also on the back half of that um, pitch that they did, it was like a five-minute presentation. They said that they pitched GTA 3 uh, exclusive to Xbox. And apparently Seamus uh, Blackley, who's one of the original um, founders or whatever of Xbox and everything, he didn't believe that they would make the transition from 2D to 3D very well. So he said, nah, we're good. And that didn't really work out too well for Microsoft because that was a pretty big PlayStation exclusive. But yeah, this is very cool. Very cool series. I definitely recommend it. It's interesting to see kind of behind closed doors. It's uh, the production value is 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 really well well made as well. And and like Dan said, I appreciate how candid they are. Um, yeah, I also I, I I can't say anything different than what Dan said, but I'd highly recommend it. It's very interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, they uh, they definitely had quite a few misstep missteps along the way, more than I was aware of actually especially with the original Xbox. So really cool, really cool uh, series to watch. Dude, the production value on it is like almost like uh, like professionally. I mean, they're a big company. So of course, <laughs> right. They're going to have money behind it. But it, like, I don't know, it seems like a real TV documentary and it's just on YouTube and it's free. So yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I don't have anything else to add either. I, I just, I just like... Just like Gage and, and Dan, I like how candid they are about their previous mistakes, and I think they're kind of the one of the few that that are open about that sort of stuff out of the big three, at least. I feel like Nintendo would, like, with their full chest, like, tell them, like, no, we're not wrong, and even though it's, like, very obviously bad bad decision, and Sony probably just won't say anything at all. So I'm glad <laughs> that, like, like Xbox is, like, 
you know, open about that kind of stuff, because if you're not, you're doomed to kind of re repeat those mistakes again in the future. So I think it's it's good that they're, they're, you know, not shy to talk about that kind of stuff. So I'm definitely going to check this out eventually when I have the time. Cool way to continue celebrating their anniversary as well. I think yes. it's their anniversary. Yeah, very yeah, cool. 20th, I think, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on, I've got some gaming slash movie news. Coming from IGN, Netflix is working on a live-action Mega Man movie. Um, I am extremely trepidatious over anything Netflix tries to make live-action. Case in point, Cowboy Bebop, that was just canceled after one season. Uh, are you at all, guys, excited for a Mega Man movie on Netflix? Uh, I, I would be a lot more excited if it was anime. <laughs> um, it being live-action, like you, Christian, kind of makes me a little a little wary. Um, I'm not a huge Mega Man fan. I, I do enjoy the games, but I, I wouldn't call myself a hardcore Mega Man fan that I would be super hyped for this. But um, yeah, the live action stuff always scares me. But good luck to them. I, I don't even know what would that even look like. It ju it's just so much easier to imagine these things animated because one, they are just so just stick to the source material. But I don't know. I don't know if it's like they think they have a, a better creative vision to do it live action. That'll be more fun or it's the budget they don't want to spend too much on animation i don't know what the reasoning behind it but it just makes so much sense for these reboots to be animated but for whatever reason they just stick with live action i don't get it that that's exactly what i was thinking bro i'm like what does that even look like like i i understood like sonic being live action because like sonic's the cg character and then everyone he interacts mm -hmm. with people but like how does that work with mega man i don't i, I can't picture that <laughs> I don't know, uh, but I I am so ready to find out just to make fun of it because I probably will. And their their video game adaptations that are animated are really good, like Castlevania. Castlevania and Arcane is fantastic. So I mean, like you you got the the you can do it. I just don't understand why you choose choose not to with some of them. You hit the nail on the head, real yeah. I, I well, we'll have to wait a while to see what comes of Mega Man. But until then, some more news from IGN. Doctor Disrespect. I'm gonna look at Dan right now while I say this. <laughs> Doctor Disrespect announced a new AAA game studio called Midnight Society uh, with X Halo and COD developers. Uh, Beam, that is Doctor Disrespect's real last name, added that studio want that the studio wants to make games that defy the one-and-done publishing model and reward all those fans and influencers who make them a success, unquote. Uh, guys, what kind of game are you expecting from the studio? Is it going to be a, a battle royale, a multiplayer-focused game, a live service game, something new we have never seen before? What? How ironic would it be if, if the game didn't have a battle royale and Dr. Disrespect oh, no. saying, it's got to have a battle royale. It's like, bro, come on. But no. what? Dan, Dan really holds a grudge, eh? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> if it's related, he will hold a grudge. That's true. Thanks, Gage. I'm I'm kind of excited, actually. I'm not gonna lie. I don't I don't follow any streamers. I don't. Um, so I I'd only know of him from seeing clips here and there on TikTok. I think he's mildly entertaining. Like I do. I I I I understand the appeal, but I don't. Again, I don't really follow anyone, so I don't really have a horse in this race. But. Um, Somebody coming in to the space who, A, a lot of people forget he does have development background. He used to be a, um, uh, he worked on level design. 
Um, and he has a lot of capital. Like, it, it could be a good thing, especially when we have things like Ubisoft and Activision and all this stuff where, and even you could even say 343 with some of their monetization issues happening right now in the community. We are kind of getting into this sort of complacent zone where a lot of these big companies kind of have the franchises we love under wraps. So to have if somebody come in with experience, with capital, and with a following, if he makes a decent competitive shooter that maybe doesn't have battle passes, it doesn't have uh, you know loot boxes, uh, we have no idea if he will do this or not. But let's just say he doesn't, and it's popular and it's a success, that could have ripple effects, positive ripple effects for all of us. So I am curious. I am curious, and I'm actually optimistic. I hope that this turns out to be something good. I hope it's not just another Fortnite or just another Warzone. And uh, I hope that maybe it shakes things up a little bit. I, I, I think I, I'm interested as well. The games that Dr. Disrespect plays and the games that, and the, the talent that he's brought in are from the games uh, industry aren't games that I usually uh, gravitate towards. So the game that he makes may not be for me, but I'm definitely interested to see uh, what that happens just because of the Dr. Disrespect name to see what that, that looks like. <laughs> Or what he's capable of uh, creating, but um, I know it's more than just him. It's the it's the people making the game. But you know, the Doctor Disrespect name kind of carries a, a certain, you know, you think of a certain type of person or or right. uh, or uh, character when you hear that name. So I'm interested to see what kind of game comes out of a studio led by him. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I I land on it right now. Interested, I guess. <laughs> intrigued it is is fascinating like gage you you mentioned that he has development experience i didn't even know that he had development experience until this announcement happened and i I looked him up and i was like wait does he have development experience (laughs) like what and i did i found that he did he worked on uh, modern warfare 3 with sledgehammer games uh he was uh he was a community guy and then he got promoted to level designer um and he worked with robert bowling who is his other co-founder uh, of this new studio and Robert Bowling, actually, I, he's a great dude. Uh, I follow him on Twitter and I followed him since the call of duty four days when he was the community manager four zero two back then he was always in their, uh, little community videos that they would put out. Um, so like the people involved here, I, I think are great. So Robert Bowling's great. And besides Dr. Disrespect, I'm not a huge fan of him personally, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, and also the things he does to his wife, that's pretty awful as well. But, oh, Jesus. You know, uh, and Wait, also, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, Quinn Del Hoyo, he's coming over from the 343 team. He just announced this like two days ago, and I was like, holy shit, that was quick. Um, and he had a lot of influence over the sandbox for Halo Infinite, so. Uh, him coming over should help out that team as well. So yeah, I'm I'm interested, but uh, at the same time, I'm like, should I be excited? I don't know. If if they can come in with the movie movie pass mentality of just trying to shake up the industry, I can get behind that. Yeah. Otherwise, I am I am more closely aligned with Dan and just a little trepidatious. We'll see the, what's up. The the and the problem is is like it sounds great on paper to have someone come in and like break through or whatever, but like at the end of the day, they're gonna need money from someone and they're gonna make a deal with the devil somewhere. I, I almost guarantee that they're gonna make some kind of publisher deal because Robert Bowling 
just not even five years ago, he created his own studio as well. He was making a game called The Human Element. It was supposed to be like a zombie survival game, and mm. his studio got closed. The game was canceled because he didn't have enough funding for the game. So that I think that's also important to kind of realize as well. Good point, Dan. But that's a AAA game studio. If you're curious about indie game studios, boy, do I have some news for you. The Indie World Showcase that happened th- uh, happened this morning on Nintendo Direct at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, did anyone catch it? I'm going to look at you, Ro. Did, any, did you catch did. the Indie Showcase? Did you have any I, favorite announcements? I did watch it. I There was one... For, for the most part, it was pretty... Uh, I hate using the word underwhelming. It's just that there wasn't stuff for, for me in it. But uh, the one game that I really liked was uh, Endling, the Fox yes. game. Yes. So that so I immediately added that to my list. So you're basically a mummy fox trying to protect your cubs uh, through the a, a world ravaged by humans, is how they described it. So it looks. I wouldn't say post-apocalyptic because it's pretty reminiscent of the world that we're living in right now with all the pollution and stuff. Um, but yeah, and at the end of the trailer, like the the uh, the cubs that survive is up to you. It's like, oh god, don't don't give me that that type of pressure. <laughs> so I was I was into that. That looks really good. And the final announcement, Omori is coming to the Switch. I was hoping it was out today, sort of thing, but it comes out uh, February twenty sometime in February February twenty twenty two. I don't know if they have an exact date yet or spring twenty twenty two, if that's what they said. But that's a game that I haven't played yet. It is available on PC, but now that I know it's coming to Switch, I'm going to hold off a bit longer and play it when it comes there. Besides that, there wasn't too many. Chicory is out today on the Switch. I think that's a big one. If you haven't tried that, you should definitely check it out on the Switch. Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it for me. What about you, Christian, if you saw it? Listen, no Silk Song, no party. Yeah. <laughs> you get me? Yeah. Uh, otherwise, otherwise I'm, I'm more with you. Like, some, uh, like uh, the Endling was the one that caught my yeah. attention, but otherwise, like, the other ones were just, just kind of weren't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Gage or Dan, anything from you guys? Oh, no. I missed this one. Yeah, I nope, I have nothing. There was one more by the guy who made Coffee Talk. Um, I don't remember what it's called. It was something love. Was oh, it was uh, the, the after love. Game. Yes, after love EP. I think it was called. That's another one that I'm that I'm interested in as well. Yeah. Just because I like art. Good. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the I art design. Some, yeah, some good art and a visual novel. I'm in. Absolutely. Alrighty, so that was your indie indie showcase recap, folks. Yes. <laughs> We're very excited for like three of them. Three games, yeah. Uh, I have another news article here from IGN to keep us moving. Uh, Sony has been listening to the indie dev woes. You remember in in late July there was an article that uh, surfaced about um, complaints from indie developers about um, uh, numerous things about. Uh, them not being able to to get um, proper marketing on the PS Store, not being able to communicate with anyone on the indie team, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And it turns out um, they had actually been listening, and they had actually been planning on on revamping some of their like some of these uh, communication um, issues as well as um, their storefront. Uh, but we, now we have some more insight. So I'm reading from Rebecca Valentine at IGN. Back in July, a number of indie publishers publicly called out Sony for its apparent ongoing dismissal of the immense challenges facing small developers trying to publish games on PlayStation. While publicly, Sony offered no official comment on these complaints at the time, 
it appears that the company was quietly listening after all and has re- recently begun to take some action. Um, the article seemed to give a huge boost to initiatives that had already actually been um, planned or, or in, the, in the midst of, of planning. Uh, three target areas for, uh, for continued improvement were listed in the article. And I kind of just condensed this down. There's a, like, if you want more in depth, please go check out the IGN article because it's fantastic. Uh, first, uh, there's going to be reduced complexity with Sony pledging to improve communication channels. So it's going to be easier for uh, devs to get in contact with the, the proper folks over at the indie teams um, uh, in, in, in publishing at PlayStation. Second, Sony promised to give all its active publishing and dev partners access to better game sales, engagement, and promo analytics, which is going to be fantastic for getting uh, eyes on games um, and, and just being part of more sales or them having more control over when or how much their game goes on sale for. And third, Sony will modernize its tool set um, and improve its ticketing system, documentation, and customer service efforts for partner issues. So everything there behind the scenes as far as, um, you know, internal stuff about, you know, if, if a dev has a complaint or, or needs to talk to someone and all that stuff is being tracked better uh, internally. So fantastic that this has been going on. Shame that PlayStation didn't have anything to say publicly about this and it's kind of shadow dropped now in December because it's been quite a few months. But uh, otherwise, I'm happy to see progress being made, for, if not for the sake of us, for the sake of the indie teams. Definitely. Yeah, the, the advertising thing is a... Uh, and I hope that helps. There have been a lot of uh, indie devs I've seen post on uh, Twitter when they like their their game drops, and it's usually a PlayStation storefront that they're showing, and they're typing in the name of their game, and it's just not coming up, like the full name of it, and it's just not coming up, and you have to enter it. And even then, it's like at the end of the list, even though they typed in the full title of the game, and something else is coming up first, and it's like, oh, that that sucks. And it's not even, I can only imagine when you're like searching based on hashtags or genres that that is probably pushed down so far. So hopefully uh, these steps and stuff that they listed out here help the indie devs uh, get more eyes on their projects, even even when you're specifically looking for it. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully that it helps. Yeah. Like some of the things that you're saying, Ro, as well, and and even like things like issues with you know when your game goes on sale and help with publishing and stuff like that, like that that's something that uh, Sony could benefit looking at Microsoft for because they started ever since they started their ID at Xbox program. I feel like that kind of stuff has like really like done well on Xbox with indies coming over that prior to that hadn't been coming over you know the xbox one generation in the beginning was a little rough and they started the id at xbox program and that helped them so maybe something like that for playstation would maybe go a long way for showing the developers like hey we care about you as well and we want to you know foster this into a good relationship yeah this this is all good stuff uh this i mean a lot of it is, is things that should have been, uh, you know, already in place. So it's hard for me to give them a, a, like a huge <laughs> amount of kudos because it's kind of like you went from kind of screwing these indie devs over to now it's where it should be and where it should have been in the first place. But no, I mean, this is great news for them. Um, I know especially the search feature was something I saw come up a lot in the, in the like on Twitter in the sort of indie space where it's like we, we can't even get our game out there because even if you happen to know... Or if somebody mentions the game to you and, and you, you haven't looked it up yet, you're like, oh, let me just search for it. Like, no, it doesn't show up, right? So 
yeah, these are all things that should have been, you know, already there, but I'm glad that they're finally, you know, making them there better late than never. After all, poor Shuhei Yoshida is working there, like, trying to, you know, help indie yeah. teams get get games on their platform just for them not to get discovered. So, Jesus, yeah. yeah. Shu, who we also saw in the Game Awards in like the second row or something before we got moved. <laughs> oh, I was, I almost forgot, dude. Dan and I sat like in what we assumed were our seats, <laughs> and then somebody comes up to us and we're like, he's like, you're in our seat. I was like, and, oh, and we're like what? No, we're looking at our tickets. Like, this is it, right? And he's like, no, I think you guys are up there, and so we. We went to go talk to a worker, and she took us to the seats and ended up being in the front row. I was like, she, okay, was sure. No, I don't think <laughs> she believe. I don't think she thought that the tickets were real because I thought she said like, "Are these real or something like that?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, we faked the Game Awards tickets." <laughs> like, what? Technically, oh I got to walk on stage. It was just the stairs. Yeah, that counts. That but counts. still, it counts. Yeah. Still counts. <laughs> yeah. Guys, our last story arguably. One of the biggest, long-awaited, um, but and it goes back to our very first quick bite. Ubisoft confirms the development of a Splinter Cell remake over at Ubisoft Toronto. What a lukewarm way to announce this game! Is it's it probably Is it probably a response to them getting like ninety-five percent dislikes yep. on boards? Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. But I'll take what I can get. I guess. Let's sure. a, let's announce a blog post with zero concept art, zero anything. Yeah, it's a hundred percent to try and get the uh, the public good eye will. off of. Yeah, exactly. Get some goodwill back and and get get some uh, try and remove some of that negative attention, which is the only attention they've had for the past eight months. So yeah, no, that <laughs> I'm happy Splinter Cell coming back, but I'm not going to give them props for this because this is you can see exactly what this was. To play devil's advocate, it is possible that they had an announcement for the Game Awards that they just weren't ready for because I, I saw a couple of people tweeting about that, that uh, even such a simple simple trailer with like the lights coming on and the sound effects and stuff like that, like that takes time to put together. So like, I don't know if that's what it was intended for. Uh, I do think it's weird that... Jeff Keighley sometimes tweets about random video game stuff, but he really doesn't tweet a whole lot. Uh, and he did tweet about this being announced. So I, I almost have a suspicion that it was going to be announced at the Game Awards and something happened at the 11th hour or whatever. Um, but like you said, Gage, they are definitely in, in you know, what do you what do you call it? Uh, Crowd control? Or, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to call it either. I know what you're trying to say. No, I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of it either. Damage control. Damage control. Damage yes. control. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, they're in damage control <laughs> mode for sure with that that disaster of announcement that they had. So, and yeah. Let me just let me just quickly put that theory to bed. Um, if that was true, why didn't that teaser come with this blog post if it wasn't ready to go for the game awards? It, there's a video somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, like, yeah, there is. Yeah. Is it's there? Like yeah. It's like a 15 second video. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I stand corrected. It's just the the lights coming on. Yeah. If I remember right. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you uh, how do you guys feel about it being a remake and not a sequel or something? I think that's better. Better. Yeah. Okay. Honestly. Remake. Uh, yeah sorry go ahead oh you're good uh i i just think it's better because like then you're not, they're not going out and saying oh how do we need to reinvent the series and make it open world and all this like they they can literally just you know remake the original source material into like a phenomenal remake like re2 remake 
I when, nowadays when I hear the word remaster, I almost get like disappointed because a remaster is what you get with the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, and a <laughs> remake is something like like they're remaking it in Snowdrop Engine, which is very exciting because that is um, honestly that's the best thing that Ubisoft has has made in the gaming space in a very long time, right? Any like the Division was a great game, but like the Snowdrop Engine is extremely yeah. impressive more impressive than any game they've released since the snowdrop engine has come out so that's pretty cool like the the division looks amazing and it's a massive open world so imagine the fidelity they can get in small maps where you're playing as sam fisher and the dynamic lighting oh. and all that stuff like that's that part's exciting but it totally is damage control i'm not biting i'm not biting eaves <laughs> all right no i'm not biting though I got, I got my tongue around it yeah. So, many good, <laughs> so many cool remakes out of the way, especially with, with not just Splinter Cell, but um, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, uh, Dead Space as well. Like a lot of a lot of cool games being remade recently that I'm I'm very excited about. Nice. Also, shout out to Stalker Two having NFTs in their game. Oh no! Shout out. I don't know why you're doing that. Why is this a thing? Yeah, I hate it. Not good. Yeah, not very not good at all. That is it for the news of the week. Uh, before we get into the topic of the show, I have no good transition into this, this topic. Uh, I want to know what you guys have been playing, so what you got for me? Um, Dan. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I've been playing, of course, Halo Infinite's campaign ever since. Never heard you know, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I had like, I think four hours in, four and a half hours in the last episode that we recorded, and now I've completed it complete it's fantastic i highly recommend it even i think gage and i have talked about it uh quite a bit already as well like even if you're not going to understand all the subtleties and stuff like that but like even if you've never played the other halo games before this is a great campaign like in the gameplay is exciting like the open world is filled with things to do like it's not like a, a blank open world like there's nothing to do in it and the grapple shot in the open world is amazing like make sure you get that thing upgraded first like get that thing upgraded to where the uh, cooldown uh is quicker um that allows you pretty much to play breath of the wild in halo because you can literally use that to climb whatever you want any mountain anything you can climb anything with it it's so much fun um and yeah the outposts are so much fun to to clear out and and finish and just going through that campaign like last week i was i was talking about how like just playing like the intro and like there was moments that i was like getting you know teared up and emotional about my god throughout that entire campaign i was a wreck playing that campaign it was so good uh and it makes me happy that that 343 finally, you know, gets something out there that is widely regarded as being very good um, on all fronts, multiplayer and campaign. Obviously, not without its issues, but um, overall, so, so good. I'm so happy. Um, also, uh, I started playing Guardians of the Galaxy again, uh, or continuing it. Uh, I was only a couple hours in before, so... I am only just about another hour in because I just started playing it again, but hopefully by next week, I'll hopefully have that beaten because I feel like that game has not gotten much uh, um, credit for what they did. Uh, the Game Awards, it won Best Narrative, which I think both you and I were surprised about that, Christian, but uh, it 
super awesome too, over here. Yeah. 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 Super awesome game. And uh yeah, I'm excited to to beat it. So. Um for me, I have been also playing the Halo. Totally speak on to what Daniel is saying for not playing the other Halo games and still enjoying it. I did still enjoy it. I was a little bit bummed that I didn't decide to wait and play the other ones. Um but I did enjoy it a lot because there were moments that I was getting chills, but I wasn't tearing up because I knew I would have. Like, I was like, I can't imagine how Dan and Gage are feeling right now in this moment. Like, it must feel like crazy. I'm just like, this is really cool. Nice moment. But like, if I was a Halo fan and I played the other games, I'd be like, I know this would be hitting a lot harder uh, than it is right now. There was one moment that did hit really hard with uh, Echo 216. Mm-hmm. Is, is that his yep. code name? Fernando. Fernando, yes. That's a spoiler, Gage. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, but Damn. yeah, there's there's a moment with him, and he's talking with the chief, and it's outside. I, I don't want to give too much about it, give too much about it, too much about the scene away. But it did hit really hard, and I was like, I don't know this character that well. I don't know Chief as well as Dan and Gage do, but like this moment's like, man, this is why this is, must be why they love him so much. Um, so that was really cool, and the campaign was really cool. Um, but again. Didn't hit as hard for me, but I did enjoy it. So I can only imagine how it was for you, you two. Um, I, Dayonetta, I, yeah, I just, I just want to add one thing. Uh, so Fernando is actually a completely new character. So I know the scene you're talking about, how amazing it is. He's he's not an established character at all. So yeah. that great scene happened totally just in this game. Yeah, it was. That's, that was a great yeah, scene. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Bayonetta. Yes, Bayonetta. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So yes. yes. Playing Bayonetta for the first time ever. Uh, Bayonetta 3 is coming out, hopefully, next year. So I want to catch up. And my God, I love her. Dude. I love her. Dude. <laughs> and I love the game so much. Uh, I, I, I'm interested to see how they handle the character in, by 2022 standards. I think Bayonetta owns her sexuality in a really cool way. So I don't think they might have too much trouble with that. But I'm interested to see how they do handle it. But I love it so much. I think it's over the top. It's so great. I love the combat. It's amazing. I just love it so much. Um, I don't understand the story completely. I'm sure I'm going to have to do like a, a video thing, or maybe it makes a bit more sense as I go on. But besides the story, I it love doesn't the make sense until it the doesn't... final chapter. Okay, good. Okay. Good. And then you like totally understand everything. Okay, good. All right. Well, I'm having a blast with it regardless. The, the gameplay is super fun. And I love me a platinum game. So I'm surprised that it took me this long to try Bayonetta, but I'm having a good time with it. And the other game that I'm playing is Had in Time, which is one of my favorite games that I've never beaten. So now I'm trying to finally beat it. And it's a great platformer. If you love Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie, you should definitely check it out. It has so much charm. Super cute. It's a really good uh, pl- indie platformer or 3D platformer that is an indie game on pretty much everywhere. Yeah, it's. I think it's on every console right now. PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox, Switch. It's awesome. But that's what I've been playing. You can use this for uh, if you want to clip it out for the the you know the up, the updated intro. Sorry if I, that's a, I'm doing <laughs> something here, but I am a simp for Dark Souls for Souls games. Sorry, I'm gonna redo that. <clears throat> there we go. I am a simp for the Souls games. <laughs> I've been re- I've been I've been playing through Dark Souls one, uh, and like it's finally starting to click with me. What a what an awesome game! Again, outstanding level design by uh, the From Software team. Uh, the bosses, however, 
eh, I'm fine. <laughs> everyone, everyone talks about Ornstein and Smoke being like one of the, like the most based bosses in that boss fight. I think they're pretty terrible and annoying, uh, and just difficult for difficult sake. But sometimes you, sometimes you dealt that hand in uh, Dark Souls games. You know what? That's okay because I finally beat him, um, and I, I press on. A lot, a lot, a lot of Eric's to explore. I know I'm just talking to myself here because now maybe I don't think any of you guys are into the Souls games, but otherwise, yeah, yeah. Heck I've yeah. got a plus ten Uji Katana. I can turn it into a lightning Uji Katana, but if my damage goes down, anyway. <laughs> I wish I knew what you're talking about because you seem very happy. <laughs> the, the Elden Ring hype is unreal now. I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> All right, Gage, what you got for us? Um, <laughs> um, I've been playing. I've been playing some Tarkov today. Uh, new wipe boys, new update. Uh, they they do this thing where they reset everyone's progress every six to eight months. Um, usually, whenever they have a huge new update, they'll do that, which is cool. I really like that. I really like that aspect of Tarkov where you're grinding. Um, for all your equipment and every bullet you collect is a bullet you have to put into a gun and all that stuff. But every six months, the, every six to eight months, the game will reset and you get that fresh start and you can kind of uh, do things differently, which is really good for me because um, we, when I played Tarkov the first time, you know, you're still learning things. So you, the second time that everything resets, you kind of know how the game works and you can kind of get a better head start. So that's really fun. They added a lot of things. Uh, it's a pretty significant update. A lot of things the community has been asking for. We've got proximity chat or VoIP, as as people know it, um, which is huge for a game like Tarkov. Um, we've got things like inertia, which um, which yo is, uh, yeah yeah, which is something that the community has been dying for because I mean the whole slow realism thing kind of got thrown out of whack when somebody is, can go from strafing right to strafing left immediately with no with no any sort of acceleration or deceleration so that's cool it's it's, it's a fantastic update on, on top of new weapons they added a new map all this stuff um finished the halo infinite campaign it was okay a little bit better than halo 5 um it was not great <laughs> honestly um what? yeah it was pretty bad chief's armor is really what? looks really terrible wait a minute <laughs> he's, he's, it was great it's he's good lying. stuff it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, really good stuff. Really emotional. Um, I have my own issues with it, but uh, we'll we'll get into that later. Dan, have you ever done a spoiler cast for this show? Um, we should do a spoiler. No, cast. but we can. We, we can. should do a spoiler cast. We should we should sure. all finish the campaign and talk about it because I'd love I'd love to rile <laughs> Dan up Chris for is an like hour. not a I chance. Will, I will be in chat for this, Christian. <laughs> Complete the Halo Infinite campaign, Christian. You can you can do it in like in like seven hours. Honestly, it's not. Oh, just seven hours, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Oh, sorry. Or oh, sorry, one boss fight in Dark Souls. My bad. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that was good. Uh, and then I was still playing Hades. Um, like I was I was talking to Rishan. I think it might have been before the pre-show, but. I am finding out about game mechanics way too late in in, in my playtime, so um, it's keeping me hooked. I think longer than it would have, but yeah, I'm I'm just learning things about this game, not through um, a deep sense of understanding, but through negligence and not uh, not and skip pressing A when people are talking to me. Like yeah, yeah, yeah I'll get to it later. 
But yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's a really good game. It's I think might be one of my top ten games of all time because the more I play it, the more I'm like, this is the perfect dungeon crawler roguelite. There's not a single thing I would change gameplay wise. It's it's excellent. It's really great. Yeah, and I did. I I have done a couple of runs, and I see what you're all saying. I'm not going to spoil anything in case somebody hasn't played this game is listening. Definitely play it because the story, while it might not be for you, um, what they do and how they incorporate the gameplay loop into the story is really interesting, and I like it a lot. Before we move on, I just want to give a quick shout-out, or I guess just a call-out to Ro, and say, how dare he not include it before your eyes in the update? Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know? I'm so sorry. I'm, that's terrible of me. <laughs> That's a fantastic game. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we, we did move past whether that's, yes, emotional as heck. So good. I just want to say that there's two reasons that I was crying because the story is emotional, but the game uses your, like, real-life blinks to, like, progress the story. So there's moments that you want to last longer. So you're, like, trying to keep your eyes open, and then you're crying because your eyes are open <laughs> instead of blinking. Like, oh, man. And you just want these moments to last longer so you don't... Ugh, it's such a good game. Such a good game. Wait, how does nice. it know if you've blinked or not? Webcam. You use your webcam, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, actually like, cool. That's pretty cool. Think with it, and it's it's really cool. And there's there's times like, I did not blink, but I was like, I did, I did blink. You just don't realize it sometimes because it's blinking is like breathing. It's hmm. like, damn it, fuck. I, I, I blinked, I, I skipped ahead. Uh, it's such a good game. I loved yeah. it. Emotional right. attack. <laughs> I could talk to Ro. Let's yeah. do, you know, Ro, let's have our own spoiler <laughs> cast, right? We get to come up before. Oh, All right. Man. That puts us at topic of the show. Of course, we're going to recap the Game Awards. I decided to split it up into our bigger reveals and then smaller reveals down below. That way we can focus on kind of the bigger stuff first and foremost. So let's dive right in. Yes. Um, and this is all subjective as to what is a big or, or, or not big reveal, but... Uh, I know I included some of these uh, because of the host, right? So the first one is very much a big reveal because of the man rubbing his hands uh, profusely. <laughs> the Expanse Telltale series has been officially announced. Gage, how excited are you? Extremely. Not only is The Expanse slowly becoming one of my favorite television series of all time, and I highly recommend it. It's way smarter than you think, especially on when you watch it second times or on, uh, on your second watch. It's really incredible. But uh, Kamina Drummer is my favorite character on the show, and she is played by a Canadian uh, indigenous actress, Kara Gee, or Kara G, sorry. And she's reprising her role in the Telltale series. So literally, the stars have just aligned for me, because <laughs> this, is, this is incredible. And also, I didn't hear any rumor of this. I did not know this was a thing that was happening at all. And then... They're making a Telltale series based on your favorite TV show, starring your favorite character. Also, the actress is comprising her role. So that was uh, that was my that was my oh shit moment for this Game Awards during the live stream, where I was like, oh my god, what? And I was, I'm pretty sure it was the pre-show. Was it's it? the pre-show. Yes. It was yeah. the pre-show. That was my biggest takeaway. And it was the pre-show. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Me and Christian were sitting there, and I was like, I looked over at him when it started, and I was like, I know what this is. This is the Expanse. Was I it was the like, font? I was like, Gage is freaking out. <laughs> no, as like 
the omniance and then the the moon boots or whatever that stuck to the floor as soon as i i was like dude this is fucking the expanse and then i'm like all right let's go back when we went back to the hotel i was like let's watch gage's reaction you didn't even know it was the expanse right away i was like gage i'm so disappointed you what are you talking i'm gonna have to rewatch it i i i I call i call bull on that it took you a little bit it took you a little bit oh no i i'm really what what me and Gage were super uh, it, uh, surprised by was the graphics of it, it being a Telltale yeah. game and not yeah. really looking like like one. Because before this release, you could tell what a Telltale game was before it even started. Like, oh, that's the graphics of a Telltale game. What what franchise are they doing? But the, it, was, it was the other way around. It's like, oh, it's a it's a expanse game, but who's doing it? And then by the end of it, it's like, oh, Telltale. That's really cool. And right. I'm I'm happy that Telltale is is back but the whole thing that i was super upset about there was another telltale game that was announced later which is awesome fantastic glad they're back but wolf among us too where is that game yeah i just want an update on that please which that's um, i think that star trek game i think that was from former telltale people so it's a different studio but yeah gotcha okay but still yeah. It looks great. It does. It looks really good. And I, I'm curious to see if this is a next gen exclusive. Is that how they're swinging that? Why it looks so much better? Because obviously we we know um, it, it takes a lot on the back end to make a game that has that many different branching paths, right? So that you do have to sacrifice something, um, unless you're um, Quantic Dream, because Detroit Become Human was amazing. I don't know how they pulled that off, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited about this. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was one pretty- of the stories. One and a half of the stories is good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Uh, Gage, to your point, though, um, I told Dan while we were uh, in the hotel that I've only seen the first two episodes of The Expanse, and so I will rewatch the rest of the show. Just for you, that. it will not be it will not be wasted time. It's absolutely incredible. It's crazy how hard. far in advance they start planting seeds for things. It's it's really great. Yeah. I need to get into the uh, the Apple TV Foundation. I need into Foundation as well because I love sci-fi. So yeah, and that's another show with Jared Harris in it, who's been killing it the last like three or mm. four years. I'm gonna skip whatever you wrote <laughs> on the doc. My friend, it's an Elden Ring thing. Christian... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> One of the most important yeah, topics what, in the show. Christian like me out? Christian like nudged me. He's like, look at what they got. I'm like, I don't know what that is. He's like, it's the pot, <laughs> the pot guy or whatever. I was like, oh. I didn't know. Dude, one of my favorite videos is watching that thing just roll through the stage and his hand. Like, fuck yeah, dude. Is it, it's all, apparently, it's not worth talking about. So, I don't know. You're not, you're not being it's much of a later. It's, it's later. It's so good that he has to save it. Speaking of things that are good, a new trailer for Hellblade 2, Tenuous Saga, was shown off, and it was actually gameplay. How is Ninja Theory doing this? I don't know, but I am so ready for it. So good. So good. Mm. Cinematic. Have we all played Hellblade? Hmm? Not to completion. I need to go back and finish that. Ro, rectify that. Yes. Gage, rectify I, that. Yes. Headphones, like Christian said, rectify headphones. That. It's necessary. <laughs> if you have some that have uh, surround sound, perfect, but definitely headphones, you, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The game even tells you when you boot it up, like, best experience with headphones. So, yes. yeah. Speaking of Quantic Dream from like a minute or two ago, <laughs> Star Wars Eclipse has been officially announced and it is indeed being developed by Quantic Dream. Both both of those aspects of this announcement were like completely out of left field for me. Yeah. I, I think at one point, we, 
I was like, is this Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? And then we started seeing like all the older, you know, episode one through three era. And I was like, oh, wait, this isn't that. And yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Quantic Dream maybe uh, should improve their studio environment as well. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Visually, it looked very good, but it's obviously all CG. So I never yeah. You're never going to see that cutscene in the game, guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I looked it up on YouTube later, and it was like not actual. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it looks close to it, though, because I, I've played. I mean, I haven't picked it up on Steam yet, but when I was playing uh, Detroit Become Human on PS4, I was shocked at how good it looked. That's true. Um, yeah. That's true. It, it, they do look really, really good, and uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not aware of any sort of studio issues. I know that people don't like him because of uh, how he writes. Uh, characters but i'm a fan of uh, i i'm a pretty big fan of uh, detroit become human i never played um heavy rain and i tried to play between two worlds what's it called beyond With two souls. Defoe? beyond two souls there it is tried to couldn't get into it but i i'm quite a big fan of detroit become human so this could be i'm in i'm intrigued for sure it's yeah it's weird because Dave DeCajun team, like their detective stories are like amazing. The, the, yes. the whole like detective character in Detroit Become Human, like that is an actually like based and awesome story. Him writing people of color, terrible. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. But I digress. Yeah, I'm I'm a little Star Wars out at this point, honestly. <laughs> but I, I am I'm, I am excited to see what they decide to do with it because I do like the narrative type of game. So if it is choice driven sort of stuff, definitely interested to check that out. Speaking of games that came out of left field, a Wonder Woman game by Monolith was announced. Just a 30-second teaser of, of, of someone speaking to Diana, but man, oh man, uh, is this going to be awesome. Superhero games seem to be like very much uh, the gaming vogue right now, or at least part of the gaming vogue. They, they went into a little more depth, too, and they said that uh, the Nemesis system from the Shadow of War oh, game man. is actually going to be in this as well, so... That's very they better. Use it after they freaking <laughs> made sure no one else could. So yeah. but they're using it. <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited for this. I uh, a combat based or melee based or a Wonder Woman game sounds so cool. Can't wait for that. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, Alan Wake Two was officially announced. It is coming 2023. It is confirmed to be a survival sorry survival horror game. More info supposedly coming uh, later in the summer of 2022. Uh, and yes, Dan, I did already go in and buy Alan Wake Remastered. So I will be playing that very soon. Yes. Can't wait. Remedy I, rocks. I'm so excited that they're switching to full-on survival horror, though. Because, like, the original was great, but it was, a, a like, a psychological, like, action game still. It wasn't, like, survival horror. So the fact that they're going survival horror with it oh yes yes please and i i know ro you're going to be super excited to play right oh oh no <laughs> i still have to play <laughs> the first the first one and now i'm just like maybe i just don't because there's no way i'm playing the second one. <laughs> oh my god i i finally watched the trailer i had no idea what this game was about so i finally watched the trailer for it before i bought sorry for Elm Wake 1 it's like dude this game this game is awesome how did i miss this Obviously, I think it was an Xbox exclusive, so that's how I missed it, but <laughs> either way. Some big news over here for, for Roe and myself. I'm not going to go idea. fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> it's got to go fast indeed because the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, movie trailer for the sequel was officially unveiled by Ben Schwartz, and man, does it look uh, fantastic. Idris Elba as Knuckles, 
how the internet continues to consider him uh, very much sexy. Absolutely. As Knuckles is. <laughs> oh, Knuckles confirmed sexy, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, but my boy Tails, voiced by uh, the original voice actor. I'm blanking on her name. Colleen. I always expect to see Co- Colleen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that she's back as Tails because Tails is my boy. Um, him and the tornado gave me some feels. Uh, but yeah, definitely excited. It looks fun. Uh, another fun Sonic movie. I'm totally down for it. I'm, I'm, and I'm glad Knuckles is badass and not the uh, comic relief character that he has been for the past couple of years and kind of going back to his badass roots. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. That trailer was so good. I mean, and then Jim Carrey's <laughs> just like crazy, stupid, funny. It's just, it's great. Lost it in a good way. A Chaos Emerald? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, Chaos Emerald, Master Emerald, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't think Gage was losing his mind as much as I was for like the for the Sonic trailer, but for when Jim Carrey came on stage to, or not on stage, but the video of him doing like the Scottish action, I was losing it. I don't know why I thought that was so funny, and it wasn't that funny, but I was. I thought it was hilarious for some reason. Just, because just it imagine. was. It was so on brand. It was so yeah. on brand for him to just come on and go on a nonsense story unrelated to anything. And yeah, <laughs> do it by all means. Do it, but <laughs> oh my god! I was just, ima- I was just imagining everybody in the room, like looking at this huge <laughs> image of Jim Carrey and us doing. Oh, I just thought it was so funny. Oh god, Batman legend. Speaking of legend, they had us in the first half when they announced. The word when they wrote the word Silent Hill, and everyone was like, Whoa, is this gonna be the Silent Hill remake we all thought? Is Kojima? But no, Slitterhead by Bokeh Game Studio was officially announced, uh, featuring music by Akira uh, Yamaoka from Silent Hill. Uh, a very interesting game, it's gonna be on my radar. I'm not sure how I feel about that title, to be honest. Slitherhead, it's Slitherhead. I, I. The same, I don't know. Some part of my brain's like, don't say that out loud. Don't say that. It doesn't sound, it's just, just, it's not, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Slitherhead. And see, even you're saying it, I'm like, you shouldn't be saying that. This is going to get demonetized. It doesn't sound, wait, wait, is this monetized? Where's the money? Where's the money at? (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Cuphead. The Delicious Last Course, a.k.a. DLC Island, was also announced, uh, and it launches June 30th. I cannot be more excited. Uh, I love Cuphead, so more of it. Yes, please. Also, the art style. Inspired. Beautiful. Truly. Finally. And that, that musical fucking sequence is so good. Oh. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Can the I read up into the announcement? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, bro. Go ahead. I was, I was just saying, yeah, I agree. The, the lead-up into the announcement. The uh, the puppets and this this the musical number I thought that was cool. Christian about to say he hated it. <laughs> Can I be real? Can I be real? I've never raged at any games, and I've played so many Souls games, and I've gotten close. Nothing has gotten me angrier than playing through Cuphead. Damn. It, that game was like it was so hard. Why is it harder <laughs> than like Sekiro? I don't know, but like it's awesome. Yeah, I had to stop playing it. I I love the heck out of it and the art style and everything, but I I was like, nope, I can't play this anymore. I 100%ed it. So, (laughs) (laughs) it's real torture. Uh, Gotta go faster because Sonic Frontiers uh, was officially shown off and it launches next holiday. 
uh, very much looking like Breath of the Wild inspired, and it looks to be open world, so it could be very cool. Well, Apparently, also fun. Amy was the voice in that in that trailer. Queen so. Amy, yes, <laughs> yeah. This looks. I I love this. This looks awesome. Excited to see more gameplay than just what we already saw. But yes, an open world Sonic game. Sign me up. Yes. Okay, I pause there to give everyone anyone a chance to reply to more Sonic, but yes, no. just me and Ralph. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. you know what? Yes, Blue Man, good. <laughs> I have a question for you folks. For you folks. For you guys. <laughs> I'm a folk. What was it? Mid or was it good? Suicide Squad gameplay trailer was officially shown off, featuring all, all four of the characters. Uh, there's heavy um, um, emphasis on traversal as well as well as gun combat. And I wanted to ask what your guys' thoughts uh, on the Suicide Squad game gameplay was after seeing this trailer. I think my quote gauge was, oh, it looks cool. The boomerang guy looks fun to play. I think that's all I said. <laughs> yeah. That was all I said. It, it looks cool, and I'm sure I will play it, but I don't think I'm hyped for it right now, as I was when Arkham Knight was around the corner. So pumped for that. I, just, I don't know. But then again, there was a history of, of Batman games to be hyped for, but yeah. Right. I do wonder if there has been some sort of subconscious impact of Marvel's Avengers, because I was looking at this, and I, mm-hmm. I was like, pre-Marvel's Avengers, I think this probably looks really fun, but this looks like how Marvel Avengers looked before we all got to play it. And then it was like, oh, oh, this isn't that fun. So I think, I yeah, I'm just automatically like, I'll have to wait and see, but I think what we saw on paper looks really, I mean, it looks good. The graphics look great. It has a good art style. I do like the emphasis on like traversal. So it doesn't feel like you're just walking through these glorified dungeons that are just city streets or whatever. Like you can actually jump on the rooftops and do all this crazy stuff. Like, yeah, it looks cool. And like, she didn't get a lot of time in the trailer, but Harley's mechanics seem to be like, she's got some sort of like web swinging type traversal (laughs) mechanic with like a grappling hook. Like that seems pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, I wish I said it best. Like, it looks cool. <laughs> I like the world, though. Like, the, the environment looks fun to explore, like, with all the crazy tentacle alien things bursting out of, uh, bursting out of the, uh, the buildings and stuff like that. It looks like a right. fun environment to explore. It's a neat concept, too. It looks like the Flash has been taken over by some sort of, like, alien creature, so they've got to take him on. Like, that is a neat concept. What do you concept. mean, some creature? You mean Brainiac? Whatever. <laughs> Brainiac. I, I love yeah. how he still had that classic flash humor too. Like he's just like dropping quips while he's taking his his brain over by a villain. But yeah, yeah I like he's like mail the bullet to me or something was one. Of- yeah. yeah, that was good. That was yeah. good. I, th- I think it got me more interested than than before because we really hadn't seen a whole lot of gameplay before this, if if any at all. So yeah, I- I'm interested, but like like you said, Roe and Gage uh, and Christian, it's kind of like a middle, you know, middle of the road. Yeah, the gunplay actually worries me a little bit. I'm not sure how much fun that's going to be after just like shooting a bunch of people up for like hours on end. But the boss fights, I'm very excited for because they're the Justice League. I thought Rose raising his hand. I, uh, no, mo- I was just punching his wall. <laughs> Moving on, we got a new Forspoken trailer, uh, and it officially launches May 24th. It is a shame, though. Uh, I, I was trying to. I'm not gonna make a joke. Uh, <laughs> let's all let's all check our inherent biases. The hip hop walk was just like a travesty. Why, I don't know why why Square Enix said this. 
regardless, I'm very excited for first book because okay. it seems to be a very cool game. Yeah, I, I feel like, I think I was more high on it during the Game Awards, but looking back on it, I feel like my hype level gone down for some reason. Like when it first came, and I think it's the opposite for Gage, at least that's what I realized for when we were talking at the Game Awards, um, that when he saw the first trailer, he was like, eh, it looks like a parkour sort of thing. And for me, that's when I was like, oh God, this looks so cool. This is so fun to traverse. And the more that I see it, it seems, I don't know, the graphics don't look super amazing to me in some parts. And like the world, it looks really cool, but like the cutscenes that I saw in that trailer looks kind of meh. And I don't know, the gameplay looks fun, but I feel like my hype levels have gone down. And I, I really don't know what to link that to because they're just showing us more of the game. If anything, I should be excited, but I don't know. I don't know what it is, but my hype levels have gone down. I'm still interested, but not as excited as I was from that first initial trailer with, uh, is that a fucking dragon? Like that, that got me so hyped. <laughs> but besides that, no, yeah. Interesting, because that is that is almost the total opposite of, of me. When the yeah. first time I saw this game, I'm pretty sure I said in, in the Game Awards uh, when me, you, and Brandon were talking about it, is that it, it almost seemed a bit like a like a just a running parkour simulator. Like they didn't show off a whole lot except for traversal. And then every trailer we've seen since then has shown off more gameplay and more story, and I've just gotten more and more interested. So I came off of this trailer the most excited that I have been for this game. And that it totally, to me, it seemed like a glorified tech demo when I first saw it to now I'm like, okay, I actually understand the, the, I'm starting to get a feel for the characters and the plot and the world. And I think the gameplay looks really good. Um, especially this, uh, enchant, enchanted armor, whatever the main character has, how it can be used in different ways. Like, um, you can use it as a, as a sword and a shield. And there's another clip there where she was like using it as like a machine gun. She was like launching rocks at like a really fast pace. Like it seems really cool. I I'm, I'm yeah, I'm kind of hyped on Forspoken a little bit. Um, the more I Dude, see of it, the more I like. We've seen like over a dozen different powers that she can like use. And like, yeah, I'm so excited to just to fiddle around that skill tree and just use that towards combat and traversal it looks awesome. Yeah, I agree. Moving on, a new Saints Row trailer uh, was shown off. I forget if any of us are excited for Saints Row in, in this group or not. Not I. I. I loved Saints Row a long time ago, but it's it it doesn't look like it's doing anything revolutionary, and it's kind of uh, I don't know. Do you, do you know what it is for me? Is that Saints Row existed at a time when there was a wacky alternative to Grand Theft Auto, but now Grand Theft Auto is the wacky alternative to Grand Theft Auto. Mm. So there's, if I want to play a, a better, a, a better made, you know, higher graphic fidelity, wacky Grand Theft Auto, I would just boot up Grand Theft Auto Online because that's what that's turned into. So it's weird. They've kind of lost their, their space in the market, but we'll have to see what the game turns out when it, what it, if it has any sort of niche that it can fill because yeah, I'm just kind of lukewarm on it. Like, eh. Hope the writing's good because the story pitch is actually pretty interesting, but we'll find out, I think, in March. Until then, Among Us VR was officially announced, and I can't wait to be sussy in the metaverse. <laughs> I'm sorry for that sentence. It's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> that looks that looks fun. I, I would definitely play Among Us. I, I, another thing that I forgot to add in what you got from I, I got to hang out with Gage uh, this past weekend, and I played VR for the first time, and it was fun. Lots of fun. So, Among Us VR sounds like a blast. You did, and you you picked up a gun in Boneworks in the most <laughs> hilarious way that I didn't even know you could do that. But yeah, that was I absolutely hilarious. I wish I, I wish I clipped that too. I could have clipped it. This is how I was. I was holding a gun from like like this, like 
Yeah, the way your character picked it up, it was like, yeah, as if he's never seen it before. That was, that was really funny. Yeah, that was Which I had. I have never seen it before. Yeah, Among so, Us yeah. VR sounds terrifying. Like, yeah. somebody just stabs you in the eye. Oh. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Honestly, it sounds really great. Like, a, a lot of people were kind of cold on this and say, oh, you too late, you missed the boat. But, like, Among Us is still really popular, and this yes. is a great idea. This is just a fantastic idea. I'm with Dan. I played Resident Evil 4 VR. This seems way scarier. Yeah. <laughs> for fans of A Plague Tale, we got a new trailer for A Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, I haven't played the first one, but I should get at it because it apparently it's a good game, and the second one looks to be pretty great, so... There's that. Crossfire X from Remedy and Smilegate officially launches February 10th for those that are excited for a, uh, a Crossfire game. Yes. Sure. Is Crossfire X an old franchise? That that sounds familiar. Yeah, it, it was that multiplayer game that they brought over from. It was made overseas. I can't remember what country it was made in, but uh, yeah, they they hired Remedy basically to make a single player for it. So yeah, this one's for Dan. We finally got a first look at Halo on Paramount Plus, and I actually have his live reactions on my phone that I forgot to send to him. But Dan, please. <laughs> Yes. I mean, it was very, very cool to see like everything in live action. Obviously, I would have hoped for a longer trailer because it was only like a minute and change, um, but it looks so good. The The budget has to be phenomenal for this show because like all the effects looked amazing. High Charity, which is the Covenant um, uh, uh, capital city, looked absolutely incredible. Uh, it's a space station, essentially. Um, but Gosh, it looks so good. Gage, did this did this warm you up some more? Are you, are you getting warmed up now? So yeah, I mean the production quality looks good. Uh, I'll just I'll just throw a little tidbit in there. You're like, oh, the the budget must be high because of uh, how long it's been in development hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it looks good. Um, it was a very short teaser. I was actually curious if you how you were feeling in the audience because I know you were looking forward to this and I think that trailer was even shorter than I expected like I was yeah. I was definitely hoping for that two and a half minute proper trailer whereas this was like their 40 second teaser um it's, it, it looks yeah it looks it looks good high production quality uh I'm more excited about it now today because on a community live stream that you told me about they confirmed that it is not canon. So that actually will make me oh. enjoy it quite a bit more. I told you that a long time ago. You had a hunch and the community had a hunch. They hadn't come out and said it. So they're not going to try and retell the actual stories of the games. They're just going to make a story, an original story in that universe. So I can get behind that. That, yeah. Especially with that one issue that I have, that makes it a bit more palatable. I still think that's a bit silly, but whatever. Um, I'm excited because they showed my boy... Bokeem Woodbine, he got his own shot, which makes me think that he's gonna have he's gonna be a prominent character. And anyone who's seen Fargo season two knows that Bokeem Woodbine is on another level. He is absolutely fantastic. So that got me very excited because they showed very little in this trailer, but they did show his face for like a whole two seconds. So I was like, cool. I hope this guy's gonna be like Master Chief's right hand man, and he's gonna be in it for quite a bit because he is a fantastic actor. Also, my reaction that you recorded, Christian, uh, the the chick that I was sitting next to, I don't know if you picked up on this, but she dropped something out of her purse or something, and it went under my feet, and I was like, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, and I looked down, and I was like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, and then I, I lost focus of the trailer, I'm like, no, I lost focus, so, yeah. 
but <laughs> you didn't just kick it farther down the aisle and keep yeah. watching the trailer. <laughs> like, don't watch the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching something. <laughs> <laughs> very, yeah, very excited for this. Yeah, I'll try it out. Sure. Cool proof of content, I thought. Cool trailer. Use of music. Fantastic. Finally, Gage. Yes, Alexander, aka Iron Fist, was here, aka Pot Friend, rolled onto stage. We were introduced to the Elden Ring story trailer. Uh, still coming in February. I can't wait. It's a bummer that uh, Horizon Forbidden West comes out a week beforehand because I, I don't have the time to, to bifurcate my, my mental capacities to play two um, like amazing games. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I got to figure something out. Well, I guess one of them just has to be bad then. <laughs> God, I'm hoping Elden Ring gets like a one or two week delay. Like, ah. Also, Sifu comes out in February as well. Oh, my God. Mm, it's packed. I remember that episode that we, we said which game was going to get delayed. Yeah. Right. And none of them. One game was actually brought forward like two weeks. Yeah. I think Saints Row was delayed to August. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, not going to play any of them because Witch Queen comes out in February too. <laughs> for Destiny. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, Pot Friend is uh, is a real one, and I highly recommend that if anyone is curious on the lore of Pot Friend to uh, watch the live streams that we did because uh, Rashan, Rashan, Brandon, and I broke down the lore of, of Pot Friend and who he is, and and um. I was I was most like you talk about bummer, but the biggest bummer of all is that Jeff Keeley sent him back to his realm and didn't grant him asylum right. on Earth. Yeah. yeah, so I highly recommend everybody goes. I don't know what the timestamp is for that when that would have been in the show, but that's definitely worth uh, if you want to know more about Pot Friend. Yeah, I think he started yeah. a Kickstarter, so go over and support that. Like, get him back yep. here. We have a petition as well. As going. A safe space, safe well, house. Thing. I, yeah, I have good <laughs> news for you guys then, because me and Christian watched them carry him off the stage. He didn't go to another realm. They just literally carried him off the stage. You didn't see the pictures afterwards, though. They shifted and put him in a box. box. Yeah, yeah, they put him in a box. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> they shifted. Well, him I got back. some some better news for you. If you come to Oregon, I'll be your pot friend. And the best news of all. You're gonna get a shut down. It's illegal here. No, I'm kidding. I'm not saying. I'm not saying the I'm, c word here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, where was I? Uh, unfortunately, Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves were not in the building. However, we did mm. finally get a uh, the Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine Five tech demo, uh, like kind of snippet, and it was available now. And so the first thing I did when I got back uh, from the Game Awards was uh, load up my old pot friend and uh, play that. So it was amazing. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck it, yeah. It's insane how visually incredible that experience is. Yeah. And then, then when it walks, it, when you play it, it then walks you all through like most of the systems that Unreal Engine 5 can do, and you can turn them on and off like instantly. And I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I enjoyed the part where we definitely, for real, talked to Keanu Reeve in real time. <laughs> On stage, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That was totally the, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I feel for like real. Jeff sold that as them, they were going to be there. Like, that was so disappointing. Why not just lead into it? Like, we all yeah. know, like, your audience is all adults. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, face, Keanu, dude. how's it going, Keanu? <laughs> it's going great, Jeff. So disappointed. Uh, that is it for the bigger reveals. Uh, for the sake of time, I don't, I don't think I'll read the the smaller reveals, but if there's anything there in that list that you would like to bring up, please please do. 
new Somerville trailer. Yes. Can't wait. Heck yeah. Um, another one of my favorite ones was uh, Arc Raiders. Uh, I just saw somebody bolted it. But uh, yeah, that was the last announcement, um, I think, for the night. And that looks really cool. I, I don't completely remember everything about it since I have a, the memory of a, of a goldfish. But I, I remember really in, enjoying it. And I like the music choices that they use and the big scale battles. Looks really cool. It yeah. seemed like a... Um... Uh, it seemed like it had a Destiny influence, where it's PVE four v four, or sorry, uh, sorry, like four player co op PVE. But what I liked about it was the pace. Like it seemed like it was big open areas. Your character moves really, really fast. Um, you can jump around, and and it's third person. So I there's not many third person shooters nowadays besides Fortnite, and I'll take any of the any of the ones I can get. But this looks really good. I'm I'm really excited to see this. Yeah. I'm not excited for it, but Dune, <laughs> real time strategy game was. Quite a reveal. Hey, I, was, I knew there was going to be a Dune game. There had to be. I'm excited Ooh. for it. RTS. Hmm. It's underrated genre. It is. That. Also, oh. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it, Daniel. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say. Also, the Horizon trailer is amazing. Like, was there like a snake oh, or, or something? Orchestra. Yeah, there was a snake that was a monster yes. or a, a robot snake. And I was like, what? And then, yeah, the orchestra, all of the musical performances I thought were phenomenal. Like, I don't know how well it went across the stream with you guys, but like being in there, like if I was watching Sting at home, I would have been like, oh, this is stupid. But like being there, it was such a cool experience. Like it, it fits so perfectly, I thought. Dan was about to go wrap up uh, up with Jid and uh, Imagine Dragons. <laughs> yes, I love Imagine Dragons. Personally. Imagine? No, I won't go there. Uh, that is it for <laughs> that, that is it for the uh, Game Awards recap. But there's one last thing here before we let you go. Uh, last week, two weeks ago on the show, we predicted uh, what we'd see at the Game Awards, and so we're going to go through uh, real, real quickly and see who had won these predictions. Dan, starting us off, coming in, I, I, like... A zero point, that's a zero point. On. Starts off a Halo TV series full trailer and release date. You get a half a point there, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was disappointing. I'd say zero point. You, you specifically say full trailer, and we all know what that means. I mean, it, that was, was, a it was a full trailer, but it was, it was small. Technically, it's a teaser. You know what I mean. Okay, I'll don't, concede. Don't I'll concede it. a quarter of a point. That no more. Right. No more. Than wasn't a it? Of a point. Wasn't it revealed that we'd see it anyway? Like you guys making predictions that already come. I'm just kidding. The, the rest of my predictions are terrible. So you know, it doesn't matter. So half a point for Dan so far. He also said IO Interactive announces either Microsoft partnership game or shows a first teaser for their Bond game. Man made two predictions in one. Uh, unfortunately, that was not revealed. No. Uh, Breath of the Wild, the sequel to the Breath of the Wild, gets a gameplay trailer and release date. I wish, man, that was. Nintendo wasn't even there. They were. They had advertisements, but that was it. God. And also, don't give me the point for this next one because I didn't even realize the. It already had a release date. Well, what the hell was I thinking? Don't give me that point. Okay. <laughs> and then Dan ended with a new look at Horizon Forbidden West with a release date. Uh, zero points because Dan said so. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Point five points for Dan. Congratulations. You lead us yes. so far. Uh oh. Age, you started with Stater Boy three. What does that even mean? Stave Decay three. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Which was not there. No. Tilu factions revealed, which I would have bet would have been there, and unfortunately that wasn't there either. Nothing from Naughty Dog. Neil Druckmann. 
So something for Naughty Dog was there. Yeah. So point one, point one of a point. Ashley, uh, Ashley Johnson and Laura Bailey were there as well. That's true. Point three of a point. <laughs> Xbox game capture overhaul slash update details. I don't think that was uh, shown off at any point. Uh, not even in like commercials or pre-show and stuff. So sorry. Still zero points. Ubisoft nonsense. There wasn't even any Ubisoft <laughs> no nonsense. Ubisoft. Yeah, no Ubisoft nonsense. I'm surprised. Yeah. Shocking. Hail Mary, a perfect dark update or new trailer. No, silence. Silence from that team. So zero points for Gage. Sorry, buddy. Ro, can you redeem us? Nope. Wolf Among Us 2 <laughs> indie updates. What a, like Telltale was there, but not for Wolf, yeah. Wolf Among Us 2. <laughs> Uh, zero points. Oxen Free Two is shown off. No. Open Roads. No. Silk Song. No. River City. River City Girls Two. That was today. Not today, yeah. 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 Sorry. Oh, that's another one I forgot to mention earlier. Super excited for that. But yeah. Halo you know. Remastered. One would have hoped. Phil. No. Too soon. Oh, sorry. I'm, I should have kept reading. Too soon. <laughs> Absolutely not. Apparently, it was too soon. It was. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so Gage and Rowe tied for third, or I guess second at this point, and, and Dan still leading with 0.5 points. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. And then Christian, aka me, I don't even know where I wrote this. I don't know where I was when I wrote this. Uh, a Bloodborne PS5 patch is revealed. No. Still holding out faith, though. Kojima Productions video reel uh, for his TV and music studios. Kojima sure. was there, yeah, but not for any of that. Not for any of that. He was there to promote True. Guillermo del Toro's movie, Nightmare True. Alley. So, zero points. Uh, Blue points, new game, please. No, nothing. So, Gage, Roe, and me all with zero points. <laughs> I mean, really, I should have zero, too. So, I mean. And comfortably in first with point five. <laughs> what a great job we did, didn't, didn't we? Jesus. Not good. Definitely listen to us for your video game news. We yeah. definitely know what we're talking about. Totally. <laughs> I have a good time. Me too. Me too. Me three. Oh, man. Hilarious. That is going to do it for episode 117. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, me. Thank you, Gage, and thank you, Daniel, aka Dan is DTM. I don't know why I threw that in there. Extra pizzazz. This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. Bye. Oh, yeah? <laughs>